0: For our opening uh, hymn this morning, we'll be only singing the first four verses, verses one through four, not five and six, so please note that as we come to that portion of worship. Friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, and let us now prepare our hearts for the worship of God. Good morning. My name is Cliff Orr, and I'm an elder serving on the session here at First Pres. Please join me in our call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We come to Come, let us worship God.
1: our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. We're going to start a bit earlier, like Rebecca did last week. We're going to start at verse 1, because it helps set the scene. Listen now for God's word. Soon afterwards... Jesus went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward Chusa, and Susanna and many others who provided for them out of their resources. When a great crowd gathered and people from town after town came to him, Jesus said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture." Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, But to others, I speak in parables, so that looking, they may not perceive, and listening, they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, the ones on the path are those who've heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while, and in a time of testing, fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray. God of seeds and soils, Break open this word today. May we hear this parable in a new way. May your word speak above all the other meditations on our hearts. And may your word fall on our active listening ears. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Listen. Of all the words in our parable today, that word for me rises above the rest. Listen. There's so much clamoring for our attention these days. It's hard to know who to listen to. It's hard to know whom to believe. It's hard to have hope when with increasing regularity we open up our news feeds or read our news outlets and hear another story of death and destruction, another shooting of an unarmed black man, another attack on those wearing blue, another mass murder by an extremist perversion of a peaceful faith another life cut short due to racism, homophobia, hatred, or fear. If I'm honest, I'm becoming numb to the noise. I hear the cries of my brothers and sisters, yet for my own sanity, for my own well-being, I compartmentalize those cries and think I'll open that box another day. I'll face the facts another day. I'll face the reality that as a straight white Christian woman, there are things that I will never understand. Rather than listen to my friends who are grieving in ways I can't comprehend, rather than listening to their stories, I put it off until tomorrow because it's much too much today. Maybe tomorrow I'll mourn the lives lost in Munich, in Istanbul, in Orlando, in Dallas, and in Nice. Maybe tomorrow I'll attend a Black Lives Matter rally because I know in my heart that I should. Maybe tomorrow I'll reach out to my LGBTQ friends and ask them how they're coping. Maybe tomorrow, I'll ask my black friends what I can do to show them that I care, that I hate that they're hurting, that I hate the seeds sown in this world that would allow something so horrific to happen again and again and again. Maybe tomorrow, I'll ask our officers at First Pres if they feel safe. If they ever wonder if after spending the entire day protecting us, that they'll make it safely home. Maybe tomorrow I'll listen. Maybe tomorrow I'll hear these cries. When we really listen, we hear all kinds of stories. We hear stories about life and death, love and loss, grief and hope. We hear stories about longing, longing for partners who are deceased, longing for partners we've never met, longing for babies we try and try to have, longing for something new in our careers but overwhelmed by the risks involved to get there. Longing for a family that once was together. Longing for a job that'll last or at least pay the bills. Longing for broken relationships to be repaired. Longing for miracles as we sit by the bed of sick family members and friends. Longing for a retirement that is satisfying and gives us purpose and uses our God-given gifts. Longing for community when we're lonely. Longing for purpose rather than simply spinning our wheels. Longing for the racist, sexist, ageist, homophobic systems in place to cease. Longing for the shootings to stop. Longing for the political mudslingings to come to an end and longing for God's kingdom of love and peace and justice to come faster. Into that longing, Jesus says, listen. Let all who have ears to hear, hear. Hear stories about love, about love that brings two people together, about love that joins their lives and families and binds them with God in a sacred covenant, love that causes a stranger to rush to another's aid, love that creates people and builds communities, love that celebrates birthdays, that celebrates another year lived with family and friends, love that reaches into the pits of our despair, meets us there, and ultimately pulls us out, love that surrounds our kitchen tables, love that pours out for us and says your suffering has an end. By listening to each other's stories, we hear the gospel. By listening to each other's stories, we confirm something in our bones that we know to be true, that love and heartache go together. That's what Jesus said. And for the sake of not plagiarizing, that's what one of my seminary professors said, too. There are opportunities to listen every day, opportunities to listen to the world around us, to listen to each other, to listen to scripture, and to listen to God's word within us. That's where God does some of God's very best work from within. Plowing through the paths and rocks and thorns of our hearts to get to the good soil that lies beneath all that. To get to the dirt in which God formed us in God's image. To get to the soil that God planted within us all. If I continue to be honest, when I hear this parable, I tend to make it about me. I try to identify each character within Jesus's story and then locate myself within it. Maybe maybe you do too. If God's the sower and Jesus is the seed, then we are the soil. But my soil isn't only good. It's full of paths and rocks and thorns. Paths not taken, or paths that led to something unwanted or unexpected. Rocky relationships that left some wounds. Thorns that threaten my convictions and sometimes threaten my faith. It's all there in this soil that God planted and I'd imagine those rocks and paths and thorns may be in your soil too. Sometimes, rather than placing myself in the soil, I place myself in the crowd. I try to imagine how those ancient ears may have heard God's word. To try to imagine how a farmer in that crowd may have reacted to God's haphazard seed throwing. To try to imagine how a poor peasant might hear a story of such seeming waste to try to imagine if there were a bunch of people in that crowd whose eyes glazed over as they smiled and nodded and said, thanks for the clear and lucid explanation, Jesus. (laughs) It's really clear. Thanks, choir. (laughs) (laughs) Despite my desire to make this parable about me, to make this the parable of the soils, rather than the sower. God sows something new in me. God reminds me it's not about the paths or rocks or thorns or good soil where God's word grows. It's about a God who sows Jesus indiscriminately, despite all odds and all obstacles. It's about a God who isn't concerned with how much seed God has to give. It's about a God who knows God's sack of seeds will never, ever run out. It's about a God who scatters and sows Jesus everywhere. It's about a God who doesn't just sow seed in soil in which God knows it'll grow. It's about a God who sows Jesus as far as God can throw. And God doesn't throw seeds on rocks and paths and thorns and calls it wasteful. God throws seeds as far as the wind blows and calls it grace. If God is the sower and Jesus is the seed, Jesus isn't just for the particularly pious or the most faithful or the rule followers or the good soil, but for all of us. Despite the paths we may take or the rocks and thorns that threaten our faith, that may threaten our ability to hear God's word, Jesus says, let those who have ears to hear, listen. Let those who have ears to hear, listen to God's living word that lives within us. Listen to God's word sown within our thorny, rocky hearts so that it may give us strength, peace, and hope. God sows and sows and sows and sows and the good word God continues to promise is that our suffering has an end, that our longings meet God's love, that the suffering of this world doesn't have the last word, that God's grace and God's kingdom of love and justice and equality and hospitality and welcome is for all That's the gospel. That's what Jesus teaches in this parable and that's some really good news. Right after our parable ends, right after Jesus explains the parable of the sower by identifying each of its characters, Jesus continues. No one after lighting a lamp hides it under a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who may enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not become known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, For those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. Then his mothers and his brothers came to him, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But Jesus said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Church, we are Christ's body, we are God's family. So let us pay attention to how we listen. Let us listen for God's word within us and within each other and do something about it. Let it propel us into action because we realize we're not only the soil but the seeds God sends on God's behalf. Let's advocate for love, equality, and justice for all, not for our sake, but for the sake of God's kingdom. Let's listen to the stories of love and longing that unite us with other creatures of the dirt. And let us not wait until tomorrow to listen to the cries of our brothers and sisters, because the time is now. Tony said, enough is enough. Ryan said, the kingdom isn't just to come, but right now. And Rebecca said, answer those knocks and open the door. So friends, listen. What is God sowing in you? What seed is God planting in you? What paths and rocks and thorns must be removed to hear God's word and do something about it? What phone calls or visits or conversations must we have? Listen, listen to the word within you that points to a God who sows and sows and sows love and light and grace. May that word, may that good word sown within us give us hope and peace and strength. Amen. of Hal David. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. That's what God promises, and that's what God sows and sows and sows. Let that be the word we hear, and let that be the word that God uses within us to sow peace. Amen. Whoa! Oh.